0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What does the Old Testament, especially the Old Testament law, have to do with your Christian life? Keep listening after the episode to find out more. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. You're listening to Get in the Word with Truths Table. Your word is truth, your word is
1: life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your
0: word is truth, your word is
1: A daily audio Bible podcast read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Echemini Uwan.
0: Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us.
1: Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. Leviticus chapter 24, verse 10, through chapter 25, verse 34. A case of blaspheming the name. Now an Israelite woman's son, whose father was an Egyptian, went out among the Israelites. And the Israelite woman's son and an Israelite man had a fight in the camp. The Israelite woman's son misused the name and cursed, so they brought him to Moses. Now his mother's name was Shalomith, daughter of Dibri, of the tribe of Dan. So they placed him in custody until they were able to make a clear legal decision for themselves, based on words from the mouth of the Lord. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, "'Bring this one who cursed outside the camp.'" And all who heard him are to lay their hands on his head, and the whole congregation is to stone him to death. Moreover, you are to tell the Israelites, if any man curses his God, he will bear responsibility for his sin, and one who misuses the name of the Lord must surely be put to death. The whole congregation must surely stone him, whether he is a resident foreigner or a native citizen. When he misuses the name, he must be put to death. If a man beats any person to death, he must be put to death. One who beats an animal to death must make restitution for it, life for life. If a man inflicts an injury on his fellow citizen, just as he has done it must be done to him. Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Just as he inflicts an injury on another person, that same injury must be inflicted on him. One who beats an animal to death must make restitution for it. But one who beats a person to death must be put to death. There will be one regulation for you, whether a resident, foreigner, or a native citizen, for I am the Lord, your God. Then Moses spoke to the Israelites, and they brought the one who cursed outside the camp and stoned him with stones. So the Israelites did just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Chapter 25 Regulations for the Sabbatical Year The Lord spoke to Moses at Mount Sinai, speak to the Israelites and tell them, when you enter the land that I'm giving you, the land must observe a Sabbath to the Lord. Six years you may sow your field and six years you may prune your vineyard and gather the produce. But in the seventh year, the land must have a Sabbath of complete rest, a Sabbath to the Lord. You must not sow your field or prune your vineyard. You must not gather in the aftergrowth of your harvest, and you must not pick the grapes of your unpruned vines. The land must have a year of complete rest. You may have the Sabbath produce of the land to eat. You, your male servant, your female servant, your hired worker, the resident foreigner who stays with you, your cattle, and the wild animals that are in your land. All its produce will be for you to eat. Regulations for the Jubilee Year of Release. You must count off seven weeks of years seven times seven years, and the days of the seven weeks of years will amount to forty-nine years. You must sound loud horn blasts in the seventh month on the tenth day of the month, on the day of atonement. You must sound the horn in your entire land, so you must consecrate the fiftieth year, and you must proclaim a release in the land for all its inhabitants. That year will be your jubilee. Each one of you must return to his property, and each one of you must return to his clan. That 50th year will be your jubilee. You must not sow the land, harvest its aftergrowth, or pick the grapes of its unpruned vines. Because the year is a jubilee, it will be holy to you. You may eat its produce from the field. Release of Landed Property In this year of jubilee, you must each return to your property. If you make a sale to your fellow citizen or buy from your fellow citizen, no one is to wrong his brother. You must buy it from your fellow citizen according to the number of years since the last jubilee. He may sell it to you according to the years of produce that are left. The more years there are, the more you may make its purchase price. And the fewer years there are, the less you must make its purchase price, because he is only selling to you a number of years of produce. No one is to oppress his fellow citizen, but you must fear your God, because I am the Lord your God. You must obey my statutes and my regulations. You must be sure to keep them so that you may live securely in the land. The land will give its fruit, and you may eat until you are satisfied. You may live securely in the land. If you say, What will we eat in the seventh year if we do not sow and gather our produce? I will command my blessing for you in the sixth year, so that it may yield the produce for three years, and you may sow the eighth year and eat for the sixth year's produce. Old produce. Until you bring in the ninth year's produce, you may eat old produce. The land must not be sold without reclaim, because the land belongs to me. For you are foreign residents, temporary settlers with me. In all your landed property, you must provide for the right of redemption of the land. If your brother becomes impoverished and sells some of his property, his near-redeemer is to come to you and redeem what his brother sold. If a man has no redeemer, but he prospers and gains enough for its redemption, he is to calculate the value of the years it was sold, refund the balance to the man to whom he had sold it, and return to his property. If he has not prospered enough to refund the balance to him, Then what he sold will belong to the one who brought it until the Jubilee year. But it must revert in the Jubilee, and the original owner may return to his property. Release of the Houses If a man sells a residential house in a walled city, its right of redemption must extend until one full year from its sale. Its right of redemption must extend to a full calendar year. If it is not redeemed before the full calendar year is ended, the house in the walled city will belong without reclaim to the one who brought it throughout his generations. It will not revert in the Jubilee. The houses of villages, however, which have no walls surrounding them must be considered as the field of the land. They will have the right of redemption and must revert in the Jubilee. As for the cities of the Levites, the houses in the cities which they possess, the Levites must have a perpetual right of redemption. Whatever someone among the Levites might redeem, the sale of a house which is his property in a city must revert in the jubilee because the houses of the cities of the Levites are their property in the midst of the Israelites moreover the open field areas of their cities must not be sold because that is their perpetual possession New Testament reading Luke chapter 8 verses 40 through 56 restoration, and healing. Now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, because they were all waiting for him. Then a man named Jairus, who was a leader of the synagogue, came up. Falling at Jesus' feet, he pleaded with him to come to his house, because he had an only daughter, about 12 years old, and she was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds pressed around him. Now a woman was there, who had been suffering from a hemorrhage for 12 years but could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind Jesus and touched the edge of his cloak, and at once the bleeding stopped. Then Jesus asked, Who was it who touched me? When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds are surrounding you and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I know that power has gone out from me. When the woman saw that she could not escape notice, she came trembling and fell down before him in the presence of all the people. She explained why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone from the synagogue leader's house came and said, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher any longer. But when Jesus heard this, he told him, Do not be afraid. Just believe and she will be healed. Now when he came to the house, Jesus did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Now they were all wailing and mourning for her, but he said, Stop your weeping. She is not dead, but asleep. And they began making fun of him, because they knew that she was dead. But Jesus gently took her by the hand and said, Child, get up. Her spirit returned, and she got up immediately. Then he told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them to tell no one what had happened. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Righteous and holy and merciful God, the God whose name is above any name, the God whose name is holy, holy, holy. We reverence you today. As we reflect on these scriptures, O God, we get, we get a glimpse of your character, knowing that you indeed, even if it's hard to wrap our minds around, are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. When we look at that Leviticus passage, O Lord, we are struck by what seems like a severe response, a severe punishment. But then we are reminded that you are thrice holy Oh God, your name is high and it is to be reverenced. In your name is power. And oh Lord, we use such flippant speech and behavior at times. And so God, we repent. We repent for playing your name down. The power, the holiness, the might, and the love of your name. We are reminded that if we are the people of God, those who claim to be your children, then we must reverence your name. We thank you, O oh Lord, for the power and the beauty and the might of your name. And God, we also thank you that you are gracious. You are abundant in grace, O Lord, the way that you heal us and keep us, the way in which you restore us, the way in which you bring that which is dead back to life. God, we are in awe of you. And we pray right now that you would grant to us a reverential fear of you. And yet at the same time, the boldness of the woman with an issue of blood to reach out through a crowd to touch the hem of your garment. She did not find herself stoned or rebuked, but called daughter. And so let us always speak of you by faith and in faith. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Carmen
0: Imes, author of Bearing God's Name, guides us to Sinai, the ancient mountain where Israel met their God. Imes argues that we've misunderstood the command about taking the Lord's name in vain and that instead the command is about bearing God's name, a theme that continues throughout the Bible. Revisit the story of Israel from wilderness to promising future and discover why Sinai still matters as you follow Jesus today. Get your copy of Bearing God's Name today at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code The Word. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers.
1: Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag Truth's Table. Saints,
0: whatever is honorable, whatever is just,